All right. You're listening to Wedding and Event Insider. My name's Paul Cram. I'm actually sitting in today for Matt Sherry and Michelle Twerberg, and I'm joined by the always, always wonderfully fun and fun to talk to Elizabeth Sherry. What does it mean for the wedding and event industry? I don't care what situation you're in, you can do something simple. I gotta say, I actually still love weddings. <laughs> Elizabeth, I also see you have a little a little friend. You have somebody with you. Yeah, oh, this is Evelyn Sherry. She's our new addition to our family. She's about six weeks old right now. And so I'm on maternity leave. Um, so Matt and Michelle can't join us because they're very, very busy. Um, so this new mother of four <laughs> is not as busy as you would think <laughs> that I can do this podcast and happy to chat and, and uh, share some advice. Oh, I know that you're busy. So, I mean... I appreciate you being here. I know all the listeners appreciate it too. I'm actually really excited because we're going to be able to talk about um, some things that are so in your specific wheelhouse. Um, I don't know if everybody knows this, but you have quite the extensive background in catering and in venues. Can you give me just a little bit of a snippet of of what that past life or has looked like for you? Absolutely. Really my passion was, um, first got dove into catering right when I was out of college. And that was quite the education and an education that I feel like um, really helped expand my career. And then I started to go into more specific venues um, through my catering side. So some of those being um, the Van Dusen Mansion is where I spent a lot of my time and doing yeah. a ton of weddings there. Um, and then I was over at the Guthrie Theater doing a um, mixture of weddings and some really great galas and corporate functions. Um, to now lend into my corporate, you know, nine to five life. Um, as an event <laughs> yes. center. But but at my work currently, I am the venue sourcer. I go to uh, venues and I, I, you know, just like a couple would when they go and look for uh, a venue for their wedding day, I do that for 50 events a year. And so I make sure Ooh. that it's exactly what we need for our function. So today I really want to share with you about what are the great questions to ask, especially since this is something that you're doing. You, you don't do it as a career like me. You, you're they're doing it one off time. And I want to make sure that you're asking the right questions. Because I think sometimes when I was on the venue host side, the question that I would get would that was the funniest to me is, what am I not asking? Like a couple would say to me, <laughs> what did I not ask? And I, it's like, there's like a thousand things in my head. I don't know right. what you specifically need. So these questions could be right to you or they could be something that you know, you could lend as advice to your friends or something, but. Oh, I, I know some of what's coming and I think it's going to be, it's <laughs> going to be really, really great. I actually am curious. So did you ever, did you have like a go-to answer for that question when people would say that to you? Like, what am I not asking that I should ask? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, one of the things would be the, the kind of the questions that I'm going to say is that I would tell them here are all, and I'll go into my first point really, um, here are all the hidden fees. Um, And when I say hidden fees, here's all the things that you probably didn't realize might be a fee. Like we at certain venues had a ceremony fee just because it's added labor. And that included ceremony setup and labor. Yeah. Um, So those are the things that right away, um, and of course, don't want to speak money to it. But when you start (laughs) finding that venue that really is like, oh, this feels good. um, But what, how much does it cost? Because that's a real question. How much does it cost? So besides the 
day of the week, which could actually save you thousands um, of their pricing structure, like what their rental rate is. So you can choose maybe a Friday to be a little bit cheaper than a Saturday. There are also hidden fees that, and not hidden, they'll disclose it, but I say there's about 30 pieces of paper they probably hand you on a venue tour and you're supposed to read it all. Um, and that's really hard. So <laughs> is there a ceremony setup fee? Is there a room flip fee? Is there additional labor? Is there items in their decor treasure box that cost something? Do you have a decor treasure box left over from uh, clients that we can access? Got it. These are all great things to ask them. And usually a lot of them are happy to disclose. In fact, would rather have that than be surprised later on. So that one is number one. Talk about fees. What does it mean? Um, and feel free to explore that with that venue person. I love that. I love that. So, so, it, and it's so easy. What are, what are all the fees include the hidden fees? Mm -hmm. Does it cost money to rent that thing that we saw that was really cool in the back? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, if you wanted to say to them, can you just draw me up what it would look like to get married on X date with all of the things that I told you that I love and send it over to me via email. That way you have no surprises when you go to contract. Um, that will give you nice. everything that you need to know. So I think that that's the best approach and that way you have it all in writing. <laughs> writing is good. Um, and I think that there was something that you said that in there that I, I'm hoping that you can expound on just a smidge. I know that you can, um, but it was the day of the week. Um, I think there's even more that can be done with that, right? Yeah, so day of the week, um, so most couples get married on the weekends. So yes, there's going to be a... Primo date is going to be a Saturday, then it's probably going to be a Friday, and then it's going to be a Sunday. And then, heck, if you want to explore what Monday through Thursday weddings look like for <laughs> rental rate, that's awesome, too. Um, so those are going to be the hierarchy. And then it also is time of year. Uh, Minnesota having a peak time of year is May through October. They're going to be more premium time, a more premium rate for that summer month, uh, especially for those venues that are outdoor Right, uh, and right. then the off season, as we call it, is going to be a little bit less. And can we all just embrace winter weddings, please? I'm not trying to just say, like, <laughs> write you off as, uh, you know, needing to save money, but they are so, so beautiful. And we have an asset here in Minnesota. So I'm just going to say, start that trending now, please, everyone. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And just so that I know, because I kind of think that I know, but when is the off season for the Twin Cities for weddings? Yeah, off season is going to be really when you start seeing colder temperatures so that middle of october end of october okay to late april may early may got it um sometimes people are just going to say may through october blanket <laughs> is going to be those you know on season rates and then everything else is off season and then everything mm -hmm. else is off season mm -hmm. um awesome i love it i appreciate you explaining that so so let's got let's dive through some of these more some more of these tips. Um, what is the, what would you say is the next thing on people's list that they should ask? Always ask if they have on-site catering or an exclusive catering list or, or exclusive caterer or a list of, of vendors that they at, or especially caterers. And do they have to be a licensed caterer if they are, have an opened policy? So when I say an open policy, is anyone allowed to come in any restaurant, anyone that you've ever known or worked with or, you know, whatever, they're able to come in. 
Um, it, most times, if that is the case, it does need to be a licensed provider. So just keep that in mind that you can't have grandma cook for your hundred <laughs> person <laughs> a wedding. Uh, most times people are going to ex-nay that one. Uh, but, even though it would uh, be delicious, I'm sure that your grandmother would, would Yeah, cook grandma's amazing. cooking is always the best, right? Yeah. But unfortunately, grandma probably doesn't operate out of a licensed kitchen <laughs> <laughs> or have the uh, business practice that uh, you would need. Right. So I would say then if um, they have an open catering policy and have a list, just so you know, those people have usually been scouted by the venue host, have had tastings with those companies. So they've been vetted. They're not just 20 that they, you know, rubbed elbows with at one time. Um, and usually it's about a list of three to four. So it's not overwhelming to you. Got it. If they have an exclusive partner and they're not doing their own food, just so you know, catering a large event is a really difficult thing. So that's why they go to a person like a company that does this for a living, but does it for an exclusive property. So that's why it's not like a hotel that has their own kitchen in-house. Sometimes these things are a lot more specialty. Sometimes the venues are a lot trickier to operate out of. Um, so it's not as, you know, rinse and repeat and as easy as you would think it would be. Right, right. Some of those behind the scene things, like you're, you're, there's a reason why. It, there's a reason why. <laughs> yes. yes, I have catered out of back stairways and the craziest little nooks and crannies you could possibly imagine because the venue can't manage that. There's no kitchen there. So there's a reason why a caterer cooks in a facility and then brings it to you and then is experts in how to do that properly. Love it. So it's worth the it's worth the money that you're paying, generally speaking. Yes. 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 <laughs> um that is really cool. So what 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 do you have next for us? Yeah, you know, one of the things that have been, I mean, it's over a decade now, it's been this way, but those bridal getting ready suites um for, you know, the bridal party, the wedding party mm -hmm. as a whole are such a nice asset. But feel free to ask them, what is the earliest that you can get in? Because sometimes venues will allow you in around noon, but truthfully, your hair and makeup and depending on your timeline, you need to start that as early as like 7, 8 a.m. Um, so if ooh, exactly. Ooh. So it's like either <laughs> is there additional fees for getting um, in early? Is it an hourly fee? Um, can I just get in early? Those types of questions are great. And then also talk about the end of the night. What time do we need to wrap up? Mm -hmm. What time um, does music need to be off? You know, there are some venues that have noise ordinances for outdoor spaces. So what time is that ending? And then can we still go inside and finish our dance? And then to what time that is? So if you are, I have worked with couples who are like, hey, our group likes to party and they want to be out until 1 or 2 a.m., um, that's fantastic. Not every venue is going to let you go past a certain point, <laughs> but there are venues that will do it and they might do it for a fee. So, and when it, you see fees add up in the wedding industry, just know that it's really, it's labor and they have to have those fees because we can't just have couples asked to go until 2 a.m. and incur the cost of what it would be, which is additional security, bartender, a server. They're all of the people that make it so your guests are having fun and they're doing it safely. Um, right, so that's the reason right. for those additional fees and why you might feel nickeled and dimed is because we, as an industry, want to be flexible to what the client wants and flexibility does require and not a one size fits all. Here's your price. There is a little wavering. Here's some yeah. additional fees because you wanted this additional. That so makes so much sense, especially yeah. if you're wanting to get into that getting ready room at 7 a.m. Yeah. And the wedding yeah. the night before went till 3 a.m. Somebody had to pick up 
so that everything was ready for you at 7 a.m. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. The turnaround time t- can be tight. And and of course, you want to have staff there to welcome, to greet you and have a great clean space. <laughs> right. um, so yes, all of those things. So that's one of the things I would definitely ask. Um, you know, for me, I'm a little bit neurotic um, and a little bit of a control freak. <laughs> so one of my favorite things to ask, and this is in corporate planning, like it was when I was doing wedding planning as well, is ask the venue host what their response time is or what their preferred way of communication is, whether it be email, phone, text, um, or day of the week that you can reach them. Oh, interesting. And here's why it's a wedding industry. We're a weekend business and we're nighttime business. So when I have a client and I want to give them my full attention, I'm not looking at email. I'm not able to take a phone call that's not for that specific wedding. I want to be able to, as a future client, give you my time and thoughtfulness at the right time. So that's why I'll say usually Tuesday at X amount of time or reach me between this window of time. Right, right. Um, Or if it's something super dire, really quick, I always shared my cell phone number. That's not something that every venue person wants to do, but it's a (laughs) good way to um, have just some quick communication and then you know, feel at ease that you are a priority. So that would be a good question to ask in general, if you are thinking that a week response time is not okay or two days. Yeah, no. And that, that, I mean, uh, in my day to day, the work I'm, I'm not working specifically in the wedding industry. I'm doing, you know, some other things Mm -hmm. here and there with branding and stuff, but if it's after 5 PM, I'm not going to respond. So mm-hmm. it's it's it sounds like in in the especially in the wedding planning industry world, um, I'm assuming that a lot of people are going to be reaching out to you at some odd hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, true. Yeah, I actually really enjoy the emails that come in from nine to five um, because that means to me if they have a normal nine to five job that they're doing wedding planning during their work hours. <laughs> I always kind of found that funny. It's like, all right, you do you. Okay, uh, you do. But yeah, yeah. I mean, those people who are probably on the floor workers like I was when I was doing weddings and events. Um, if you're a nurse, if you're a teacher, you don't have time to be t- you know, talking during the day to your people. Um, so absolutely. Yeah. I think it's one of those things where um, you can, you know, email them and say, I know you're busy or I know you're not going to respond right. for a couple of days. Just because you've had that. Getting, getting, asking them that question is super smart just to know yeah. what you're dealing with. And so then you don't maybe have to, maybe have to be like, oh my gosh, you won't have to worry so much. Yeah. Those are really, really good tips, Elizabeth. Um, I am curious, like um, you specifically, like, let's say if I wanted to hire you to plan a wedding, is that mm-hmm. possible in your world right now? <laughs> Um, (laughs) or, or where would, where would somebody go to get someone like you? Yes. Great question. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of great wedding coordinators and planners in our TCWP group. So that's Twin Cities Wedding and Event Professionals group. And I absolutely recommend 100% a wedding coordinator, wedding planner, especially if you're a person. So you could almost do a little checklist on your head. Are you decisive? Are you organized? Are you great at communicating? If the answer to any of these are no, then you need a planner because if you have a full-time job and you maybe are adding in a move or I've heard people finishing their master's while planning a wedding, that's too much. It's way too much. So Mm -hmm. give yourself the gift of a planner or a day of coordinator. It is truly a gift. And if somebody asks you um, what they can (laughs) give you as a gift, say, how about a wedding coordinator? (laughs) (laughs) That's a great answer. And so 
one last thing that I do want to send off as a fantastic tip is always ask a venue, especially if you're going down to like two or three venues in your head and you and your partner are like, Ooh, which one do we want to do? Ask the venue. What is their number one asset? What is their thing that they're Mm -hmm. the most proud of? Um, The response is very open-ended and it tells you a lot about who they are and the passion that they have for what they do. Because if the answer is not so um, fluffy or warm, or you can't sense the tone of, I'm so proud of X. Like if somebody were to ask me, I would say in my previous life, especially Mm -hmm. at the Guthrie, I am so proud of our food. Our food is exceptional. Our service is phenomenal. And I would say that about my other places too. Service is phenomenal. The service so, of the food. Oh, that's exactly, cool. Exactly. So if that to you, it's like, oh, that's exactly what I want to work with is somebody who has great staff and great food. Mm-hmm. Um, then you knew that maybe my answer was maybe better than somebody else's that didn't really resonate with you. So just ask that question. Doesn't hurt. Curious to see what they say. I love that. I love that question too, because it's um, you're going to get different answers. I, I, th- I think that's a very interesting. Yeah, my favorite one that I've asked <laughs> in their response was, we have really great parking. I'm like, okay. Like, you know, like of all the assets, hey, parking is a good one. But it's like, that's what you're most boastful about is your parking. Now, great. Your parking. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I was like, okay. I'm not, I'm not knocking it. Cause I mean, in some, in some yeah. ways it's like, that's really cool. But um Huh. <laughs> yeah, okay. Then it, you're competing against maybe somebody else who gave a response that gave you the the warm feel. It's like we take great care of your guests. Like yes, we go above and yes. beyond to make sure that grandma has a good time and she's well taken care of. So, it's, it, that's really interesting. The the I'm surprised by the parking answer. <laughs> <laughs> that said, like if parking was super, super hard for your wedding, that would be a downer too. But mm-hmm. But maybe, yeah, yeah. Taking care of grandma would be such a, would be more of where I would go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This has been really, really good information, Elizabeth. Um, do you have anything else to say, to let people know before we let them go? Um, well, I hope I didn't bore you with this information because I can tell you right now that my kid is snoring. So I apparently bored her. Um, so I, oh, she's adorable. Just, <laughs> thank you. But if uh, you do have any questions, feel free to reach out to me at info at tcwep.com. I'm happy to explore or elaborate on any of these or even talk you through some other options that you can ask as far as your venue tour, um, and beyond. So feel free yeah. to reach out to us. I really appreciate the time, Paul. Yeah, I appreciate it too, Elizabeth. And I'll d- I'm just going to piggyback on what you said. People can find us at tcwp.com. Like Elizabeth mentioned, you can find vendors there too. So mm-hmm. go to tcwp.com, take a look. You might find your next wedding planner there. All right, everybody. Thanks so much.